walk me through that yep. the, the meeting came. So hype huddles at everybody. Yeah. So it's just the sales team. Okay, so, so we it. get all the sales team and basically how it works is we give good news, focus and numbers from the previous day. So you got to get up on the stand and say, you know, your numbers from the previous day and you know, the whole company is going to know it. So, um, we're going to do that. We're going to go through every single sales rep. And, and go through that. And then we're going to give them, you know, pep talks from the the leaders of the division and, and basically just hype everybody up, you know, get everybody in a good mood, give them a, you know, we may even bring on a guest speaker or a, uh, you know, play a motivational video or something, just something to get them in the right mood to go out and attack the day. And uh, after that, we break off, you know, that's from nine o'clock to nine 15, about a 15 minute meeting. Then from nine 15 to 10, our whole sales team. So Dispo goes out and does a training for 45 minutes. Acquisitions does a training for 45 minutes and nice. lead management does a training for 45 minutes. Uh, and that's every day. Like, and we're very disciplined with it. It's, you know, kind of a sacred, our sacred meeting schedule. And how long did it take you to create that meeting schedule? Cause I know a lot of entrepreneurs, they like they'll set something up and then things get busy and then they kind of fall off. Or, yeah. So yeah. Tell me about that. Um, I, I guess, you know, we started running in the beginning and, you know, we did the same thing where you're talking about, you know, getting busy and putting it off. And then we, you know, just had a talk as, you know, our, me and my other two business partners about it. And we really decided, hey, we're going to be disciplined with this no matter what. No matter how busy we are, we're going to run this every single day without hesitation. It's never going to miss. And we're going to have leaders step up to run them every now and then uh, when we're not available, when we got like, you know, I'm here, like I'm here at WealthCon. So, you know, I got a team lead leading that and it's not missing a beat. Um, but I would say that's honestly, that's our, our biggest way to build culture is just those morning meetings. And then also. Uh, our Slack channel. We, mm-hmm. we, we celebrate all our wins. You know, when someone gets a contract, they're going to post a story of how they help the seller and, you know, what, you know, what the details are and everything like that. And, you know, it's going to fill up with emojis. Everybody's going to yep. be hyping them up. Uh, and, and that's really how we build a virtual culture. Those two things is just those meeting cadences mm-hmm. and also, you know, just having that, having that Slack group and really celebrating, you know, the wins and everybody bringing a bunch of positivity uh, to the group. And, uh, it's been a game changer for us. It's yeah, really, we do the exact same thing. Yeah. It's huge because yeah, we, we have a, a wins channel where for, for our coaching business, at least, right. We'll have wins for people who, like our students getting deals, um, just all that fun stuff. And then, yeah, same thing. We have a deals channel where every company that we have, anytime they get a contract. So like we have HRO dropping when they get a deal, we have yep. media dropping when they close. So it's cool. And same thing, emojis blow up. Everyone's hyped up, you know, Ryan's in there. I'm in there commenting. And that's something that we've actually integrated more is like having Ryan more involved because you know, everybody like they might like me and like, like <laughs> I'm in the day to day, but like they're, they're, they're working there for the CEO. They're working there for Ryan. So having him involved and letting like even him just commenting, it lets them know that he's watching. Right. And, and just that little bit of accountability is huge for our, for our team too. So yeah. we love it. hundred percent. I would say the people that are most active in our slide group are, you know, me, Ren and Tyler, mm-hmm. our business partners. And we do that intentionally. Exactly. You know, it's not, it's not just, you know, when we feel like it or anything, we do it intentionally because that's literally how we build the culture exactly. It's by, you know, staying focused on, and that's how we communicate, right? Like how can we get a message across the team? Well, we can quickly drop in a Slack. We can drop a motivational quote, mm-hmm. you know, kind of just building that championship language within the organization. That's been a big focus of ours. And we can do that through the Slack channel and through those, those morning meetings. Yep. Love it. So how did you level up as leader? Obviously, you know, in a short period of time, you've gone from managing yourself and, you know, having your own small business to now all of these employees. So walk me through that challenge. So I think it was just, you know, getting around the right people. 
you know, in uh, reading books on leadership, like, you know, because I had a very different view of what leadership was, you know, two years ago to what I now, I used to think that, you know, it used to be, you're like a dictator, right? Like mm-hmm. you're marching orders. They work for you. You're, you know, they should be blessed to work for you and everything like that. What I realized through, you know, my business partner, Ren, he's, he's a big leadership guru and, and other people that I've met along the way is, you know, it's the complete opposite, right? Like you're there to serve them and it's not the other way around. And, uh, we talk about this all the time, flipping the organizational chart upside down mm-hmm. and, you know, serving from the bottom. And, uh, so I think it's just, you know, a combo of things of, of putting a focus on it, listening to podcasts on it, listening to books, getting around the right people, having people call you on your bullshit. You know, mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people won't do is, you know, they're scared to give constructive criticism because it might hurt their feelings and whatnot. I'm very open with my team and telling them where my blind spots are, where, where, where am I struggling? What do you guys see that, that I'm not seeing myself and, uh, having that vulnerability about, you know, my, my downfalls and everything lets them be open as well. And they'll tell me when I can, you know, make improvements. One thing that they say about me is I I struggle to pay attention for a long period of time. (laughs) So when we get in those long two hour L10 meetings on Wednesdays, you know, they see me on my phone, they see me on my laptop. Mm -hmm. So, and that was a blind spot that I had. I didn't realize how bad it was even at home, you know, spending that spending time with my family, being on my phone too much. And, uh, it's been a very strong focus of mine this past, you know, three or four months that I've been going on. Now I go in those L10s. I don't bring my phone. I don't bring my laptop. I'm fully there and, uh, just eliminating those distractions. But if I wasn't vulnerable to, you know, asking them for help, how can I be better? I would have never known that. So, uh, I did what, what you call a 360 assessment, Mm -hmm. which is basically you get, uh, an outside party to go interview, you know, the top 10 people that you work the closest, closest with, and you can even include your wife mm-hmm. and basically the o- overarching theme of what the comments came back were, you know, Hey, Clint's on his phone. He doesn't pay attention too much. You know, he makes a mess in all of our departments, which, you know, <laughs> you, you talked about, you talked about breaking things. Yeah. So that that is the, the, uh, mantra in the company about me. Clint loves to drive revenue, great at driving revenue, but he makes a freaking mess. <laughs> and that's why I have the people behind me to clean yeah, it up. Well, I think that's most entrepreneurs. Like I, I think, especially when they're they're removed from the process for a little bit and they come back and they're like, dude, why the heck are you doing it this way? And they blow it all up. And you know, <laughs> that's, that's what, at least what happens in our business too. And, and it's good, right? Yeah. Like Ryan will come in and you know change things or I'll come in and change things. So I'm like, th- 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 we need to update the process. We like, there's a better way to do things because we're constantly testing, right? I, I, yeah. There's that, uh, that graphic of entrepreneurship. That's like a corkscrew, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's not a straight line. It's like you go and then you got to come back around and go back and back around. And sure. so I, I we definitely break a lot. <laughs> and I know the team gets frustrated, but one of the things like that I do with like all the interviews that we have, it's like, dude, like if anybody who wants stability or anybody who doesn't function well with change, they can't, they're not going to work here. No. And, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we roll out literally change all the time in our organization. Oh yeah. And we all like, you have to convey the message of the why, why are we making this change? Otherwise you're probably going to have a lot of pissed off Mm -hmm. employees that don't understand why we're making this drastic change and why we're doing Mm -hmm. this. You know, one of our focuses right now is moving to in all in-person appointments. We've been closing over the phones and we're making that move. And you have to explain the why 
to be able to get buy-in from them. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, they're just going to see this drastic change and be pissed off about it. And they're not going to understand why. Mm -hmm. And it's very tough to get buy-in and from from your employees when you don't explain that why. So that's that's like a big a big thing in our organization is like whenever we're rolling out a change, we have to start with the why. That's huge. Yeah. I think that's probably one of the biggest pieces of advice you can give to anybody who's you know rolling out big change because it's the same problem in our in our ecosystem right we'll run a new product a new service and if we don't give the context behind it they're like dude what the heck am i doing yeah so i, I and, think and people huge. aren't gonna work hard to make that change exactly if, the, if you don't get the buy-in from them